Hello and welcome to the Outside the Zone podcast. Bucks and sick chance. Is that what I hear right now coming out of you, Doc? Welcome to the show. Listen, man, I've been saying Bucks and six. You're the one all sons and four, sons and four, and look hey, where we are. Sons and foe. Sons and foe. Foe. <laughs> man, what a twist of a series, man. The Bucks just have done this repeatedly throughout the entire playoffs. Broken up our hopes. We're ready to fire Bud. We're ready to trade Chris Middleton. We're ready to do everything just to get Giannis the help he needs. And then all of a sudden now, the Bucks are one game away from winning an NBA championship. Oh, my God. Yeah, so let's preface by saying we are recording this July 18th, morning of July 18th, after game five. And like you said, the Bucks are one game away and have won games three, four, and done seemingly, seemingly the impossible winning in Phoenix in front of that crowd. Right, and now the Suns have to do the impossible winning in yeah. Milwaukee. Has that even happened? Has, it, has Milwaukee won every single home game this playoffs? I feel like they have, right? Because... Brooklyn, they won everything at home. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. Miami, they swept. <laughs> no, Atlanta won game one in yeah, Milwaukee. True, that true. was it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I yeah, think this still, was the first time Phoenix lost at home. Winning in Milwaukee is gonna be so hard for Phoenix, man. Like if if this if game six was in Phoenix, I think that I would I'd feel good about the Suns' chances. But oh my god, dude, I'm I'm nervous for my my man Chris Paul. I mean, I'm. He's, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Drew Holiday, man, I'm telling you. I really like them putting Drew on Chris, and they've been doing it for stretches at a time. And because and when, yeah, I, I really like Drew on Chris because it really just – Chris just opens up their entire offense, right, the ball movement and everything. I know Book can get, get his points whenever he wants, but I don't know, man. I really like Drew on Chris, and Drew's been making him work. I mean, every possession you see, just even to, like, for Chris to even get, like, some airspace – it's 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 tough. Yeah, he is suffocating. He gets on him and gives him no room to do Chris Paul. And that 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 is how you get in Chris Paul's head too, because Chris Paul gets so easily ticked off those at those things. Like someone doesn't give him a little space, he's just like you know you can see it. His, but oh my god. So yeah, what are your what are your takeaways so far? Like holistically seeing this from all the swings that we've had, and then now the buck surge. Like what are, what are your what are your biggest takeaways? What are you how are you feeling? I'll say my biggest takeaway is I didn't think the Bucs were this resilient in the sense that game three, they won pretty handily, right? Games one, two, and three were like the team that, you know, Phoenix won the first two and they won those, what, probably like 10 apiece, something like that. Like the game was in their hands. They won it. Game three again for the Bucs, it was the same thing. Like they had the game. Game four was the game, the big game, right? Where the, the Suns had a nine point lead in the fourth quarter. So I was thinking, all right, nine point lead, and you got Chris Paul, you got Devin Booker. They're not going to let a nine-point lead, you know, just go away. But you see, like, Chris Middleton came up big, Giannis, obviously. And I was surprised. I did not think the Bucs were going to come back and win that game. And they did. And then even yesterday, man, I was just, like, thinking, like, Phoenix came out of the gate, and they had a 16-point lead in the first quarter. Drew Holiday goes off in the second. The Bucs go off with, with Giannis on the bench, too. And they, and they close that gap. And then at the end of the game – you know, the Bucks have the lead, but it's just, you know, that last three minutes of the game, you saw the right. score go from like 10 to like seven to like five, four, three, eventually one. And Phoenix has the ball down one. And I'm thinking, all right, man, like, I just don't think the Bucks can do it. And Book's going to, you know, Book's so clutch and he's shown it time and time again in these playoffs. Right. And, but then, I mean, we see Holiday make the big play. And then to have the guts to throw that pass to Giannis, 
on an alley open, he could he could have just let time go off, throws yeah. the pass to Giannis and CP, you know, fouls Giannis on the alley oop. I mean, my biggest takeaway is man, this Bucks team is not only are they obviously talented, but Brazil they are crazy resilient. And yeah. despite a you know despite a team basically having no one with yeah they have no one who's been in the finals before. Obviously, a lot of their guys, main guys, don't have such extensive playoff experiences like someone like Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Despite that, man, you know, they've they've shown that despite whatever's facing them, they're they're in it. So that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you said it, you you said it perfectly. I mean, Giannis as a leader, like I don't think it's surprising. Mm-hmm. We've already we've seen how much people like playing for him and his personality and all that. And you're just you're seeing you're seeing Giannis as the locker room guy really really push this team together I mean even though they don't have like that other superstar that most of these teams winning championships have these days you can just tell that they're all in it together and the teamwork and camaraderie that this team has you can tell it's all through Giannis Giannis's Giannis's reads and he he is he is he's the he's the heart of this team he makes it go and it's it's awesome to see and he doesn't back down like even at the end when he knows that he's he's missing so many free throws at the end but he doesn't back down he's not scared of the moment and that's a hard like even lebron sometimes like one of the greatest players ever sometimes is worried about going to the free throw line at the end of the games like Giannis is not and i think that's really impressive for him and i mean yeah he game four he like randomly was started to be kobe bryant from the free throw line but yeah then it fell apart again game five but yeah hope i just I love that he's not backing down. And then Chris Middleton just hits some crazy shots, man. Like, like they're just bad shots and he just wishes them. But they're Chris Middleton shots. I mean, they're, they're not bad shots because that's what Chris Middleton does. Like, that's his game. He just hits those because he just, he's just longer and bigger, taller than you. And he'll shoot over you. He's, he's just not like a crazy athletic guy, right? Like in, you know, for an NBA star. And so that's what he, that's how he's made his money. He's just one of the best guys at hitting some of the toughest shots in the NBA. He's just a great bad shot taker. And that's what he is. And he's able to, you know, I mean, we've seen all these guys like Kobe again was, I mean, I'm not comparing obviously Chris to Kobe, but Kobe again was like obviously more athletic, but with a lot of the shots he's take, he took unbelievably like difficult shots. He was just one of the best of all time at hitting those shots, you know? And we've also seen it from book. A lot of these mid range that he takes are really tough shots but these guys are just able to like hit him at a good enough clip and you can't do anything. Chris is the closer, right? I mean, but I mean, you, you had a good point too, where when is the last time we've seen a team in the NBA win a championship without two top 10 players, actually probably Toronto. Toronto, but that was, that was because of, yeah, the there's always a, because of, there's always a reason to explain. Yeah. yeah. Right. If, if, in a fair, like, it's probably go back to Dallas Mavericks with Dirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while, so. But, yeah, I, I, I've i been on the honest train for a while, but I'll be honest. I didn't think he was capable of playing like this, especially after what we thought he might not even play in the finals after that injury he had against Atlanta. So, but, yeah, I mean, credit to Chris Middleton. He's inconsistent, but he's, you know, these past three games, he's been really, really good. I mean, obviously great. And then Drew Holiday, despite going 4 of 20, in game four, doesn't let it affect him in game five. He comes back and plays arguably the best game of his career, considering the stakes at hand and both, you know, and how he played on both sides of the floor. So, yeah. Wow, man. So I'll go with my biggest takeaway. I think we, 
we laugh and we said this, but I think coach Bud is actually good. Like, I think he's doing well. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Maybe he's just bad at the beginning. He doesn't, maybe it takes way too long to make the adjustments, but I think he's learned over the course of the season. We, that was the biggest thing with him. He just didn't make adjustments over the course of a series. Mm-hmm. And you see, they started PJ Tucker on, on Chris Paul. And that was, it was, it seemed like a smart strategy. Like I, that's what even before the finals, when we were talking about, I said, let's put, you should put PJ on Chris Paul. And they switched it up. They, they started with Drew and it helped them so much. And I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely just coaching. And they, the coaching, the Monty Williams has, has been out coached like tremendously the last two games. And I think that that's huge on Bud's legacy. And I don't know. I mean, I, I was just shocked that all this happened because after the first two games, I was like, damn, are we going to get a sweep? Like, what is this? This is like, but wow. I mean, props to Bud. And then, man, that's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy series for sure. So yeah, let's, uh, what's, how, how do you think you, are you sticking with Bucks and six? Is that you think is going to be end, finishing up in Milwaukee tomorrow night or in two days? Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been saying, right? Bucks and six. <laughs> May as well stick with it now. It works. It's working out that way. Yeah. You? There you go. For me, I got to agree, man. I just don't see Phoenix winning in Milwaukee. I mean, I, ooh, I want Phoenix to win really badly because one, I want a game seven. Who doesn't want a game seven of the NBA right. finals? Like, man. Right. And two, like, dude, the, I mean, obviously I want Chris Paul to win, but um, I just don't see it happening. I feel like the, their magic has run out and, I think I feel like the Bucks have kind of figured it out and they've made Chris Paul uncomfortable. But then you never know. Chris Paul is a is a legend for a reason. He can have an all-time game. He'll figure it out. Like if, if anyone can figure out this like harassment of defense that the Bucks are playing against him, it's it's Chris Paul. He's gonna figure it out. And I hope that it's a good game. And I mean, if it wasn't for Devin Booker's like eight or eight or nine fouls during the last game, <laughs> no. um, it was actually it was actually still like a pretty close game, game three. Like the Suns had a pretty good chance of winning that game. Well, game four. Game four, yeah. Game four, sorry. Um, so like they at least they at least know that they're not gonna go to Milwaukee and like every time they go there, they get like dom- destroyed and dominated like yeah. other teams so far this playoffs. But um man. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't think it's over because like you said, like game four again wasn't a blowout. I thought Phoenix had it in the bag too, and I they think they had it in the bag too. And then yeah. obviously we see game five. I mean, it was a, what, Phoenix lost by, what, three? I mean, so, I mean, the way we've been framing it is, yeah, like, Milwaukee's hands on the series, which they do. But, again, these last two games have been uber competitive and everything, and it could have gone either way. So, it's very, I mean, we still got a full game to play in game six at the very least. So, far from over, and I think we'll, we should still see some fireworks. So, Yeah, dang. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty much it for the pod today. I mean, we have a pretty quick one. I mean, do you have anything else you want to bring up before we head into a crazy best of crazy, hopefully last couple games of the, of the, of the NBA season? I guess if you had to pick right now, a play from the series, like the biggest play of the series, is it the Giannis block on Aiden in game four, or is it the Drew steal on book at the end of game five with the alley-oop to Giannis? It's gotta be the Giannis block. I feel. Cause I think the, I don't know that Giannis block that because that those teams were trading shot for shot at the end of game four like it was like anybody's game like three two 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 three and then the Bucks hit one and then man the Suns should have got that and it would have been again like down to the wire and the the momentum swing from that and then they got they scored on the other end it's that was a game changer and 
who knows if they're down three one did they come back and win this finals no but i mean they might but like probably not it's hard and, yeah. and now milwaukee is probably gonna win this series which is crazy um i think even if they lose even if drew doesn't make that steal i would still feel pretty confident about milwaukee going home in game six and winning it but yeah if, if yeah it's how about you what do you think i'm there with you i think that changed the entire series like if they go down three one it's so i mean we've only seen it once right yeah. in the finals so it's so hard because you have to win in phoenix twice oh. right and especially like losing like a deflating game like that at home that would be that would be hard but I mean, and to, I mean, that game, that block, man, one of the best of all time. Yeah. Second, wow. second greatest I've ever seen in my second own, best my final block. Milwaukee Bucks Twitter saying it's the best final block ever. Just stop, stop, stop while you're they, ahead. They gotta, they gotta pump up their guy, man. Please just delete the tweet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was just a series changing block, I think. And obviously if, if the Bucks do end up winning the series, it'll go down and, the history of the game for sure it'll just be one of those plays we see like 20 30 years you know wow on the line yeah i mean dude i i i, I want chris paul to win but man it's, i'm gonna be so happy for Giannis if he gets it like that's so cool and his story everything man yeah i'll be so i love Giannis. so happy for him. i i i even was a bit I, I mean i i like i'm gonna criticize good players because i know that when they when i see they're not reaching their their ceiling like I like I have Giannis in the past, so, but man, I am so proud and so happy for him if he pulls this off. And even if he doesn't, like you know that he's gonna get one in the next couple of years if he doesn't. But oh, yeah, man, yeah, he is he is legit. And dude, okay, Chris Middleton was very please, inconsistent. Actually, this please playoff. go ahead. Yes. Chris Middleton was very inconsistent this these playoffs, and I was like, man, you can't you can't have this. You can't have someone you're paying one forty million or whatever he's making, and he shows up like duds every couple of games, but. Man, during this finals, he is playing like a superstar. Like, what else? Like, you say you're gonna pay 140 million, like max contract for some guy. What Chris Middleton is doing is exactly what you want in the finals. Like, down the stretch, hitting shots, defense, playing off of your superstar when your when your superstar can't hit shots down deep. Like, you're the guy that can step up and do that and play make. And Chris Middleton's doing that. It'd be really unfortunate if he goes back in Game Six and isn't able to close it out. But if we know Chris Middleton, he's really big in closeout games. So, or he's clutch, but he is super clutch. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, I was reading a, I saw a tweet or something and it was like over the past, however many playoff games or whatever it was, like the number of shots people have hit, like in the clutch, like, you know, within a five point game, the last five minutes of games in the playoffs, he ranked number two over the past, like whatever, five, six years it was. He's been hitting. I've been, huh? He was number one. I don't remember. I don't yeah, I don't remember, but he was number two. Number one, honestly, might be LeBron just because he's, yeah. you know, but or might have been KD. But I mean, he's been, he's, they, they call him Cash Money Middleton for a reason, right? I mean, he's never heard that before. <laughs> but also, did you see the Phoenix fan? The one with the $100 bills and the. I missed it. You missed it. He was like on the broadcast like 20 <laughs> times yesterday. Well, if we do see a game seven, I hope he's back there. Cause that was, uh, that was entertaining, but yeah. I mean, like you said, 140 million, you want to give to a guy that's going to show up. Right. And even like, let's say he like was like an okay player in the regular season, but if you're playing like this in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Like this is where you want it. He's earned that money for sure already. Like with how he's playing and same with drew, the drew was probably an overpay, but the, honestly, just the way he played game five worth every penny. Yeah. 
One one other quick thing I want to, and actually we can do a, we can do a better baller off this, but I'm curious, uh, and we can just start the better baller now. But we'll do it with Chris Middleton, I think, because this one will be interesting. So Ooh. Chris Chris Middleton or Ben Simmons? Oh, Chris Middleton. Interesting. Why do you have Ben? I have Chris, but I'm I'm very I'm that's interesting. I mean, we've seen Ben's ceiling. <laughs> Ben is Ben's ceiling was the same as it was his rookie year. Again, like a year a year ago though, could you imagine if like Philly would have been like, all right, we're we're gonna give you Ben Simmons. We just want Chris Middleton. I, I, I get the Mil- fit it's like super clanky for Milwaukee, but just like from a pre- talent talent perspective. Dude, I don't think I don't think even a year ago Milwaukee takes that. I think just because of the fit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but from a talent like perspective. Yeah, you'd take Ben if it was like yeah. a, in a vacuum. But I mean, Philly would do that in a heartbeat right now. Oh, that would be so good for Philly, but yeah, that would be stupid for Milwaukee, dude. But they're—I mean, their defense is already good. But imagine with Ben and Giannis, like, how the heck would anyone ever score? That offense would be awful. It would be so bad. <laughs> it would be—it would be atrocious. Giannis would just suffer so much. Oh my God! Yeah, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Who's hitting shots down the stretch? You literally have Giannis and Ben just passing the ball back and forth at three point line. Ben isn't, dude. Ben is not touching that ball. Like, there's no <laughs> passing. And yeah, I mean, it, the spacing on that team would just be horrible. You have a point guard that can't have the ball in his hands. <laughs> like, in Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me think of another one for, for Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton or Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum. Right now. Yeah, Jason Tatum. Yeah, Chris Middleton or Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Okay, same, same, same. Were you also Tatum? Yes, yes, yes. Chris Middleton or Jalen Brown? Chris Middleton right now. I would actually go Jalen Brown right now. Wow. wow. I'm really high on Jalen Brown. I mean, yeah. same, but wow, okay, interesting. Future, like in a dynasty league, future league, 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. I, I yeah. I would still take Jalen Brown, but it's really close. So offensively, Middleton's probably better. Yeah, so. I just haven't seen consistency for him. Jaylen Chris Middleton yeah. or CJ McCollum? Oh, Chris Middleton. That's the two. The two way play is so. Yeah, I agree. Very poor defender. I agree. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will definitely be jumping on another podcast to recap the finals once, as Huzaifa predicts, the Bucks win in six. So. Let's get back on that. And then in the meantime, hope everyone has an amazing finals. And this is this has been outside the zone.